the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 299 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. That's right, one away from 300. Here we go. We move forward. For this one, we're going to call it no finish for very obvious reasons after a very frustrating draw against Atlanta United. Tonight, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Bam, back in the mix, as well as Tony recovering from, you know, holding down the entire North End. So the boys are back in town. Bam, how are you doing, sir? Doing all right. Um, sorry I couldn't make, make it last couple of episodes, but work calls and we all know it's family work podcast because without family without work we can't afford to do this so we do it what we can um with that video i just want to clarify something with the video that i got you to play for me last week is angel city can lift as many trophies as they want in bmo i don't care it's teams that we play i don't want to see lift trophies in that stadium plain and simple it's who lafc plays i don't want to lift trophies now international matches you know lifted and all that kind of stuff if we play them, I don't want them lifting trophies in our stadium. I Yeah, I think I was pretty loud and clear, but I know how people get. I get it. I get it. Uh, but, yeah, that, that, definitely it's it's a competitor. You want to see a competitor. You do not want to see a competitor lifting a trophy in our stadium. That's the whole, the whole gist of it. Honestly, this is the second time we've had to deal with this situation. Of course, when Seattle won the conference against us, uh, that was the last time. And that was not so fun, but we had fun at the end, just making sure that nobody heard the actual ceremony and it worked. Um, yeah, that's what you ex- expect from us. So there's that. Let's hope we never have to deal with that nonsense again. Of course, the story was about the bounce back match. What are we going to do after the fact? And then it all got hijacked, right? With the messy conversation. And we're definitely going to get into the messy conversation. How do you not, right? It's the elephant in the room. Um, and so that kind of led the conversation. And I know even in the North End, we were seeing a lot of, of course, not cool, but a lot of PSG, Barcelona, basically his entire career. We saw the mosaic actually show up throughout the stadium yesterday, which I thought was absolutely hilarious as he's not officially signed, but shirts were still out there and, and all of a sudden making an appearance. And that's, you know, we're, we're in uncharted territory, right? It's, it's going to be special. So that did go down again. It's not official official yet as, as they're still trying to figure some things out, but the statement of intent was made. So we all know it's a formality at this point. Um, Bam, I'm going to give you the floor on this one on your take since you've got kind of the more global view and not in the middle of the madness. How are you doing, man? What, what are you thinking? Um, yesterday at work, I had a lot of people come to me and go, what's the MLS? <laughs> what, what, what is it? How do I watch it? Um, what's going on? And I said them simple. MLS is one of the top developing leagues out there at the moment. You know, it's not the retirement home of 10 years ago. It's not the, what the hell's going on over there. It's, they don't know anything about football. Um, if they want to watch it, there's only one place to watch it, and that's Apple. Plain and simple. 150 Australian bucks for the year. Or take a one-week free trial with Apple TV and get it for 130 But the thing is, <clears throat> you, in the past, and I've, openly, I've stated this openly, 
as much as I'm not a fan of Apple being Apple, I do love the fact that they've got the global streaming rights for every MLS game, so I don't have to find illegal streams, which I've I've told Larry openly I find illegal streams for games in the past for me to watch. Yeah. I, 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 I openly told anyone, I'll, if the game's not being shown on TV in Australia, I will find a stream for it, plain and simple. That's what I'm going to do. And due to how some laws work in Australia, it's not always illegal to watch illegal streams of games. It has to be, have an opportunity to be shown here. If it doesn't, then, you know, what law am I breaking? Exactly. Exactly. You're not undercutting anybody in the moment. So uh, thankfully with Apple, this won't have to happen. And uh, plenty of other Australian fans of the game will get a chance to see what MLS is all about. And those who checked out after Beckham retired, I guess they're going to be checking back in again. Uh, oh, d- d- definitely. <laughs> like, I remember when Beckham was playing, he actually, um, Galaxy actually came to Australia and did a little tour. Like, they played Melbourne Victory, um, a lot of Beckham fans, and it's like, I'm not paying money to go see Beckham play. I've already done that once back in the day when I first met you. But, um, yeah, to me, it's not, it's not, not worth seeing him play. Now, if LAFC comes down to here, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, come down here. I'll happily, happily stand in that area and give him all the support that I can do. But Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, it, it, it's cool to see. I do love the global vibe that we're getting instantly. I love the 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 negativity coming from Barcelona's leadership after this, this all went down. I thought that was pretty funny as well. How small can you be? Um, wow, man. Wow. But uh, that was that was funny to watch, and, and just seeing the the mindset of everybody into this, and it's just like, hey, man, we're we're gonna see it, you know, this is gonna happen, and I really don't think a lot of people understand how big it really is for us football people. Yes, we know, we know what this is. Those outside of it, yeah, this is gonna be special. This is gonna be a fun time, and a lead up to a World Cup. There's just everything coming together at the right time for him to be here. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, and I guess today it came out that. Every away match for Miami is now sold out in MLS. So that so that means like every visiting game, they, they already know they have a sellout. It's just so fun oh, yeah. to hear. Um, well, I, so you start I, to I wonder, did, though. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I did read that Chicago's past 10,000 tickets sold for their game against them. It's Chicago. They don't sell that many tickets. Well, and they're in Soldier Field, so it's going to probably be completely full when it's all said and done. Mm. Well, but the, 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 the big question is, you see all these ticket prices going ridiculous at the moment, and and rightly so. Mm-hmm. When's his first game? If you're paying, say, five, six thousand dollars for a ticket, and he hasn't not playing that game, right? Right. You don't think he's going to take some time off? I expect him to take a little bit of time off, right? I don't. Expect, rest. I don't expect him until after League's Cup. That's what I'm thinking too. You know, everybody's talking about the Cruz Azul match. That's going to be his first. Match. I do. Would you? Okay, would you put put the league's greatest investment in a match against the team in a league that's known for being extra physical? Would you would you want him to go through that? I I just don't think so. Look what we dealt with with Leon, man. We've got guys with their heads cut open, and <laughs> are you going to put him into that? I don't think so. You'll wait till you have the full control of the situation, which would obviously be first match of the season. And for us, thankfully, we'd only we we'd get him what. Labor Day weekend. 
Yeah, he'll be here for that. I, you know, if he's healthy, you know he's playing in that one. Question is though, how many stadiums are going to switch up? Like, yes, you know, we're, we're we're at BMO, right? Could there be a switch to a bigger venue? Could other teams do that now that they've got a hold of this? It should be really interesting to see. Yes, ma'am. I was listening to uh, soccer down here the other day. Um, they're on Twitch. They go early mornings before West Coast is awake. They're based in Atlanta. Really nice guys. Awesome guys. They were talking about it. And they are talking about our game. Uh, Coliseum's got a game that weekend, so they can't play it there. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the same day. Um, the only stand that's available besides BMO is SoFi. Which we have a good relationship with them, but they don't have the field for it. So, oh, well, I guess we'll have to uh, have a nice upfront row, right? Uh, upfront yeah. view, right, Tony? Um, and do our thing. So uh, I know your your back is to it. Could you imagine, man? Like you're not going to turn around. Come on now. Uh <laughs> It's going to be fun. That's all I know. I, I, I'm i going to enjoy the ride, and I can't wait to see who else fills out these rosters. I, I can't wait to see what our club is going to do, and we'll definitely talk about that today too, um, to address some some glaring issues that we've run into now that we've faced real competition. Um, yeah, it should be interesting to see what other names show up because this isn't going to be the only one now that so much investment is being made. Other names will follow for Miami, for other teams. It's going to open things up because now the worldview is here, right? Who doesn't want to be seen in this, in this process? So uh, should be fun. Tony, your impressions of this? I know he's not your favorite. I get it. But I, I know you're excited too. I'm looking at the jersey just hanging up on my on my door. Um, it's good for the game. It's good to bring in him in and everything. Um it brings more revenue to us, to the league. Um, it's overall great. It's unfortunately, I don't know anybody. Don't ask me for tickets. Fuck off. <laughs> right? No, it's true. Like, there's already, like, I know several people getting blown up already, and it's pretty entertaining, to be honest. Yeah. If you really want a ticket, I know Slippy has plenty, so go contact him. He'll... Oh yeah, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna create a hotline at this point. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be amazing. I think the only person that would have any chance of getting a ticket off of us would of course be Bam. Sorry, maybe Araceli, but I think she'd be in here in a press pass, hopefully. Right. Uh, but yeah, this is gonna be fun. It's gonna be really funny to see who comes out of the out of the woodwork on this and um just the random people that all of a sudden they remember who your name again, you know? It's gonna be funny to watch, funny to see and uh Again, are they going to be competitive at Miami? Who knows? They say got to build a whole team around him now, and they don't have a lot of time to do it, and they're not that competitive. Again, they're last in the East. Uh, but for us, you know, I think it's kind of a wake-up call as well, and I'll, I'll shift right into that now before we get into the match. Um, do you guys think that this puts added pressure on the LAFC to, to, to splash this summer and to, to stay a little more relevant with the – with the media by, by coming up with somebody against them, or are they going to wait till the second season? What do you think is going to happen? I'll go to you, Bam, first. What I expect to happen is, and I would love, I'd like to see it really happen. Hey, everyone, fourth DP, and go enjoy. Yeah, right. Imagine if the league turned around, to, turned around tomorrow and went, you all get a fourth DP, you can go spend some cash. 
Keem. You know we'd buy in. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll, yeah, yeah. We'd buy in. Carson would, but it'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. what teams would spend money. Now, yeah, with that with with that fourth DP spot, will we hijack a certain RSL bid? Nah, we'll get somebody better. Real talk. Yeah, DP money. It's gonna sell us a proper nine, man. Definitely make a difference, a huge difference. Maybe had a trophy already at this point if we had a proper nine. But uh, yeah, I think if they're not shopping, there's something wrong, right? Definitely. And seeing how guys are probably exiting, uh, definitely things are going to open up too. So I, you know, honestly, I think this year it's going to be more of a competitive purchase. I think next year will be the splash for, for papers, right? Or, you know, the media. And you'll see another world star head our way. Just have that feeling it's going to happen now that this is happening. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Let's get into it, guys. I know we're here to talk about it. I definitely want you guys to get into the conversation as well. I want your reactions too. So when we get into the get into the comments part, definitely want to hear from everybody and what their thoughts are on the match and everything else. I mean, all takes are highly encouraged. So all right, let's get into this. Let's get into the uh interesting recap from game that that pretty much threw all of us off. I gotta admit. LAC versus Atlanta United. Pretty much LAC versus Brad Guzon and the goalposts. LAC versus basically looking up into the stars before finishing your kick. Yeah, that that moment. Uh, yeah, so we go out there. We play the 0-0 match. Uh, lineups, actually, to me, were pretty decent under the circumstances. Uh, we went out. First, they were listing as a 4-2-3-1. Two, two, it, was, it was not that at all. It was back to what we normally do. It was the 4-3-3. Three, three. Uh, McCarthy was in goal. Murillo and Maldonado were at our center back positions. Thank God. Um, Hollingshead was our right. Uh, Palacios was our left. Uh, Duaneas finally gets another start. Uh, Sanchez and Cifuentes were in the mix. And then uh, Tillman didn't even dress. I found that really interesting. Uh, and then up top, you had a Poku on the right. Wanga on the left and Bogush up top, which was, I think, a little bit of that surprise. Like, whoa, he's your, he's your target, man. Okay, let's just platoon this and see what works out, right? Uh, that was the instant vibe that I'm getting as well. We don't have one, so who wants it? Uh, and so that was ours. Now, the other side, predictable. Exactly what we said it was going to be, the 4-2-3-1. Uh, they had Robinson and Purata as their back center backs. Lennon and Gutman as their outside. Uh, Ibarra and Rosetto were holding midfielders with Almada being the playmaker, Araujo on the right, and Etienne on the left. Again, no shock there. And, of course, target striker was Gakamakis. And that's probably the last you're going to hear of Gakamakis in this game. That's how wild this one went. And then here we go. Uh, I'm going to throw it over to you, Tony, there. Give us some some recap on this, and then we'll, we'll, we'll break this nonsense down. Go for it, man. Mm-hmm. There's not really any recap because it was a stalemate. <laughs> the only good part yeah, about it. Yeah, but it's still exciting. You know? Yeah, there's a lot of misses, a lot of close chances, and um, Duenas earned his pretty much a starting spot in most other games. The problem is that I've been saying since like the beginning of the season when Nobuanga was scoring a lot, and I've been on this freaking rock and soapbox the whole time is who's going to score when Buanga can't score because that is our problem because we're not finishing and this is what happens when we put all our eggs in a basket 
in Buwanga, we're not we're we're back to pretty much 2021 where we couldn't score, we couldn't put anything away, and this is like again over and over. I keep saying who's going to score, who's going to finish, who's going to do anything because at the end of the day, Vela's not doing Vela things. I'm not bashing him, but it's just he missed two penalty kicks, two. He got a redo, yeah. and then he he field goal kicks it, which is something he's never done and I don't know what he was what happened there and I, st- no- I think that penalty is just going over my house right now yeah pretty much exactly but it's left orbit and is entering Australian airspace there you go exactly so it's just and and it's just he's becoming more of like honestly put him more as a midfielder midfielder who can score than a forward and dr- and then put up bogus and then Opoku just can't seem to find that finishing touch Bowanga is getting back to kind of what he was doing in the beginning, which was he was taking the chance and taking the risk instead of trying to dance around everybody. And so with all, and then that's the other thing is like with the new news that just happened that day as well is Chicho is to RSL. And that was somebody who would, would just finish. It was just like, he wasn't in flash. He wasn't anything he would finish. So it's, so who is going to do it It, at any of the position midfields, defense or forward yeah i mean it was very very unfortunate i'm gonna go to you bam before i i make my points but uh yeah you you you, the highlight stuff that stood out to you go for it man um i think the highlight was and i'll kind of give them props atlantis keeper and defense their defense their defense did great um keeper brad stood on his head the whole game yeah. yeah, he's came. He's come back from a fairly serious injury earlier than expected. He was supposed to be out for ten weeks. Was out for four, then got back into training and all that. So whatever they're doing down in Atlanta to do all that kind of stuff, um, can we get it to for goal scorers over here? It'd be great. Um, mm-hmm. I do want. To, I do want to bring up one thing for you guys: the fifty-third minute high boot on Bowanga. Yeah, for, yeah. for me, for me, if it was called a penalty. You couldn't overturn it. If it wasn't called a penalty, which it wasn't, you couldn't overturn it. To me, it was that 50-50 line ball. It was – if the ref called it, no argument. He didn't call it, no real argument to me. That's the way I looked at it. Well, I mean, you, you could also mention, you know, in the first half, Guzon t- took one of our players out without making contact with anything, and nothing came of that either. So, yeah. I mean, if you're really going to play by the letter of the law, they're both with, they're both penalty. Because, <clears throat> I mean, in the Buanga situation, right, he does head it wide, but in the process of heading it wide, it's because he's trying not to get his head knocked off, yeah. right? But I mean, at the same time, though, you, you see yeah. Buanga, his head's going down too. So that's where, I, for me, it was caught either way. I wasn't too fussed about. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you're not going to give it. You're just not. In, in the modern game, a 50-50 on a penalty, a 70-30 on a penalty. If there's 30% of doubt, you're just not going to blow the whistle. You let VAR handle it and then take a look, right? And it has to be conclusive. It's got to be super obvious for a straight whistle. Um, so he did leave it to VAR. He did, you know, allow for that. And it, 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 they decided that it was just too close. It sucks. I mean, still contact was made, but... Yeah, I'm not I'm not losing sleep over that one. I'm not. 
I get it. And if we were in that same situation defending and it happened against another team and we were at the benefit of the doubt on that, we would be like, oh, yeah, great call, great call, right? I mean, you know how this is. So for me, the bigger story is is going to be Vela and the misses and, and the screw-up there because at the end of the day, the whole point of this game is end up with one more than the other guy. As pretty or as ugly as you play, that's all it is. And you do enough to generate that moment and finish off the game. Nothing more, nothing less. And if you really want to look at it and the chances that we had, every attacking player had his moment to end this thing. Every one of them. Buke had an open shot. Poku had an open shot. Wonga had two or three that he usually puts away. Hits a side netting. Vela had his moment. So if you're looking at the way the team played, the way they organized, yes, they generated 22 shots. Yes, eight still made it on target, right? Where do you go from here? You have to do the job. They're paid to do the job, and they didn't do the job. You know, what does Dolo do in this case? And I know people scream about Dolo. Well, dude, he can't. He's not lacing up the boots, right? Whatever we did created enough of a situation where you generated 22 shots and your opponent generated nothing, okay? Nothing on goal. They had one that they probably should have put away that was fluky, and they missed it. But everything we did in our setup generated an absolute domination in terms of producing chances, and it didn't fall because of individual players not executing the job. That, that to me, was what I saw. Everything was right except the last touch. And they had the chances. That That's the worst part. Is It it, it should have been there. There were easy ones. And just didn't get the job done. That's simple. And so that does bring it to that, that, that case where it's like, well, it's time to talk because the guy that did it for us last year, a couple of guys that did it for us last year that aren't here now, we haven't addressed the replacements. We just went for more wingers, right? Uh, and, and here we are. Now what? Now you have a shopping list. I think that's where we could conclude it, right? Um, Tony, I, all this does is add to the shopping list at this point. No, oh, yeah, because we need a we need a number nine. We've always needed a number nine, and Chicho filled in that spot. So you replace him with honestly, I guess Bogus, but he's mm-hmm. a winger, so it's like it's it's back to the whole B Rod situation of like we're getting somebody who is great on the wing, but we don't need that. We need a number nine. So it's, so who are we going to bring in to facilitate that? Or do we drop somebody down? And by the person we mean drop is Vela. So he can be a midfielder. So we can maybe change it up to a four, two, two, uh, four, four, two and have him like run it like that. Like, because if we're not going to give us number nine, that's the only other option. Or, you know, play the four, two, three, one, but then you still have an individual striker that, oh, yeah, you need a number nine for that. Um, and then Wong goes all the way out wide, right? And so it's just, if you're going to play the system and this is the system that you want, then you need to address your needs. And we all know what the need is. It's, it's glaring at us. We are now out of two straight tournaments in a couple of weeks. And we have to look at why generating opportunities yeah we're doing that still finishing opportunities we're not doing that and now we're here you know if Bwanga has an off day then we lose this is that simple are we a one-man team and we created this situation for ourselves it's tough it's tough to see in a team that's been rolling so well this year 
but that's how it works. You play the harder games to find out who you really are. And now who, now we know you're not going to magically change and someone's going to become a finisher out of this bunch. That's a hard ask for a guy like Bogush to do. That's not his real role. Never was. All these guys, it wasn't their natural roles, but here we are. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Bam, uh, your thoughts, man? Before we throw it out to everybody else, because I know they are, they're chomping at the bit too. We all know how they, um, what we need. We just need to find the right players to do it. That's a big thing. Like, yes, we could go spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on players, but if they're not doing what we need and not fitting our system, that's where it gets harder. Um, before we do throw it out, um, for the votes for this game, mm-hmm. it's actually six people got votes. And surprising enough, the top two equaled, and so did the third, fourth, and fifth. They all equaled two. So top two was a tie between Duenius and Murillo, rightfully so. And then Sifu, Maldoana, and Plasios all had equal for the second amount of votes. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, so I guess it's on us then to be the tiebreakers, isn't it? Pretty much so. For me, I've put Murillo, um, Duanez, and Hollingshead as my top three. Excellent. Tony? Tony? <laughs> He's thinking. <laughs> oh, Duanez, Murillo, and McCarthy. Ah, okay. Um, I'm going to go with Maldonado as your third, Duanez as your second, um and mario is your top because honestly he is led back there it was it was solid um Ilya sifuentes could get honorable mention on this one uh, again if you allow no shots on goal there's a reason why and it was the organization of our back and our core this time that got us where we needed to be so that's my thought and now what does that do who's it give it to well because i keep ours in the reference yeah 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 um so i'll work on that tonight and next episode i'll give you a full breakdown of what's happened so far there we go at episode 300 is a milestone episode so we might as well get our 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 halfway season review as well you know uh we'll definitely jump jump that into it uh because yeah we are definitely again at the halfway point of the season games played for other teams not for us right we're not really at the half point uh, but for the rest of the league, yeah, they're at the half point, which is hilarious. But uh, we got a few more to do before we get there. Um, all right, let's throw it out to you guys again. Join this conversation. Make some noise. Tell us where you're, how you're feeling on this one. Let's go. All right, the first one that I see on here was Geo, And Geo said, nobody say anything bad about Vela. Some fans may be prone to, to being butthurt. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I mean, he's screwed up. He'll be the first to tell you he's screwed up on the day. This is kind of obvious, right? Um, let's see the other one. We got Burke, Burke Fournier. He says, nice guys don't finish. You mean we got to get a mean one that just does the job? Is that what you're saying? I'm good with that. I wonder what kind of angry guy he's thinking about. I can't wait to hear what he's going to say on that one. Dig it. Uh, Miguel Campos. Hey, guys. He's in the mix. It's Jibble on two. Dave Gomez, good morning to you, too, from Holland. Love it, love it. Uh, he says, will he play the open? 
Will he play in the Open Cup semis? Ooh, he probably won't. I'll bet on a no. And again, when does that happen? I'm not 100% certain. I just know that Carson's out of the show, and that's just absolutely hilarious. And um, I know that Chicho will be playing in the Open Se- Open Cup semis. So if you really want to be like that, then I can be like that. Um, Lunch Special Geo says, no, according to everyone on social media, Vela is all we need. Yeah. <laughs> that's social media it is what it is the love is deep i mean we love him too all that he's done for us but ah, i would much rather have another target man and, and vela do other things right for our club so yeah it's tough uh firmino from miguel campos could you imagine that would be fun uh mendo giving the hang loose sign dig it uh, ox in the mix i know he, he went back home yesterday so happy to hear you back home safe man uh Mendo says is enter valencia an option would be nice would be nice with messi coming in everyone's affordable right anything can happen and officially made anything available so anyone dare to dream everybody we're at a new age what i don't know what number is this 5.0 4.0 i have no clue we have a lot of pointos. That's all I know. <laughs> well, well, if you go by what the rumored salary is, it's MLS version fifty million. Yeah, pretty wild times. Sell the house, sell the car. <laughs> Fun times. Dave Gomez says we need a proven, consistent goal store score stat. We need an adult, not a kid. We need a, a grown man uh, up top. Somebody seasoned. I dig it. I'm with you on that one. We don't need a development on this one. We need an actual, like, legitimate guy that gets the job done. No BS. Uh, Lynch Special Geo, trade Vela for Chicho. Nah, some wild stuff right there. <laughs> Something tells me you're a little angry, sir, and I get you. I get you. <laughs> Uh, he also says the thing is he made comment only his face. It was a penalty, at least an indirect free kick. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, dude. Now, now, now you've gone too far. He's jumped the shark. See, uh, he says, call Bob at Toronto and tell him we will trade him for, for Vela for Dio. No ship has passed. Ship has passed. We're good. We're good. Uh, Daniel on Hill, hard of LAC, three players for the match are Duaneus, McCarthy, Sifuentes is the top. I think that's what he's going with. Okay. Uh, it says, if we want to be a team that hangs our hat on our defense, then we need to put away our chances. Vela laid a big old goose egg. Yeah, we did everything right except for that. That's what's so frustrating. They really did rebound, man. It's tough. Uh, Jibble says, say, Hyungmin Son would be a perfect fit. Premier League Golden Boot winner and can play on any side effectively. That's not even tapping into what it would do for the Korean community here. I heard rumors about Bayern Munich. I'm just going to throw that out there. So, uh, Tony, you want to add in? Oh, that was close. I almost stopped my can. Um, nothing really. Like, that would be cool to have him, but I feel like Son is going to a better team maybe moving forward so what oh yeah <laughs> yes ma'am i didn't want to jump into son's going to stay there because ange postacoglu is going to make him the weapon he is and then he'll get sold next year for a lot more money 
Eh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I love the silly season, though. It's great. Uh, Ox says, back to my regular workout. Womp, womp, womp. I know that world. Uh, oh, well. Okay, so Geo says, Open Cup, CCL, MLS Cup, Leagues Cup. I expected two trophies this year. I guess I was way too optimistic. Hey, we can still win two, man. It's the ones we won last year. I don't give me the used car vibes either because MLS back-to-backs just rarely, they don't happen. So it would be special if we did win those two. So there's still two. You want to say three, I mean, Western Conference champion if you really want to be like that, right? Uh, so there's, there's, still, there's still a chance. Uh, it's Jill says the Vela criticism has was way too harsh and overblown to the max. Yeah, I heard some really bad stuff. Um, it was just like, hey, wait a minute, but still, I mean, you have to call it out as you see it, and he blew it, he blew it. So, this one, this one, he does have to take ownership on. Um, and then you know, he will. Uh, Dave Gomez, Vela needs to pass PK duty to Buanga. You know, Buanga was not looking all that great last night either. I gotta be honest. He, he even in warmups was looking a little, a little struggle, like you're struggling a little bit. So I don't know. Give it to the kid. Give it to the kids. They don't think too far. They just do it. Uh, <laughs> Daniel on hell says uh, Bryce Duke had to leave Miami for Montreal because you can't have two Messies on the field. Poor man's messy. Is that what we're calling him now? Poor Duke, man. I don't know. Montreal's a nice place to live, so it's okay. It's okay. Not as nice in Miami, but it's okay. Uh, Q Cardi says, sup guys, I need some help. How does a third DP spot work? Why only a U22 of Sifu leaves? Can we all go on DP over 22? I think that gives us two openings, doesn't it? Am I crazy on this? If Sifu leaves, does that changes things, right? We still have the U22 open, but where does Sifu fall into this mix? I think Sifu is still part of the U22. So that means we need two? U22s? I think so. I think so. That's what it means. <laughs> oh, man. I hate MLS rules. They just give us headaches. They just do. Uh, let's see. Lunch Central Geo. League's Cup is going to be a B, though. I don't even care about League's Cup. We'll be there to have fun. But honestly, I, I'd rather play our kids. Um Q Cardi says, Tony, that Pikachu ate too much sushi in the back. It's one stuff Pikachu, that is for sure, man. Looks like some of the guys at the tailgate on a weekend. You know how it is. Uh, Endo says, aside from Obama Yang, I think Giroud would be good signing. <laughs> yeah, Obama Yang, uh, we tried. We definitely tried there. Uh, he just, you know, got an attitude, so... Um, who knows? Maybe time changes things. We'll see what happens there. But yeah, he didn't want to step down, I guess. So not that far these days. Not with Messi coming to town. Uh, lunch special Geo says Saka to LASC confirmed. <laughs> and the Squishmallow vibes. There we go. All right, guys. Thanks for the comments. Definitely jump on the later. We'll have a moment for that as well. Um, of course, as comments complete, you know what we do next. Yep, that's right. Tony go, Tony has to go to work here. That's right. LAC Community News, you have the floor, my friend. Or maybe Pikachu has the floor. Here we go. <laughs> Wish I had the Gengar one, but that's can't find that one right now. Um, 
So we have the uh, Black and Gold uh, Running Club is still doing the Runs the Rose Bowl on June 11th at 8 a.m. Uh, the, the meetup is in parking lot I by the Aquatic Center. 5K, 10K, and 50K run options available. All runners of all levels available um, for that. And then also Cuervos is running the Farmers Workers Backpack Drive. Um, sponsor a backpack full of school supplies for children of farm workers in Oxnard for $30 each. You may also donate school supplies at any Cuervo tailgate or watch party from now up until June 24th. Um, and then, of course, with it being an away game, uh, we have a couple watch parties that have been announced. So we have the first one is Empire Boys at Sport Nut Pizza. 1820 Hammer Avenue, Norco, California, 92860. Expo would be at Distro Cartorce at 1837 East 1st Street, Los Angeles, California. And the final one is, the big one is the 3252 and Pride Republic will be at 33 Taps, 3725 West Sunset Boulevard, Los Angeles, California. Please Please, 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 RSVP for that one is a very small venue. Um, parking is very limited there, so um, be prepared to try to find parking there or Metro or Uber or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, that is the all the updates for now. Oh, well, of course, 3252 membership is still a bit open. $30 helps us with TFOs, drums, Um Signal allotments and everything like that. Also, the Mo Facio futsal court uh, drive is still going on. We need to build this court, ladies and gentlemen. It will be at lafc.com slash mo dash Facio. Donate a dollar, donate whatever you can. Let's just get this thing built before it's too late. There we go. There we go. Thank you for that, sir. Uh, Aerosley couldn't be on tonight, so I will just give that quick update on LAFC2. I know it's a lot of happy news, but hey, they are playing the top team in the in LAFC2. Um, no, I'm not talking about the Galaxy's first team. Um, I'm talking about uh, the Colorado Rapids, uh, too. Uh, they will play this Sunday, June 11th at home. So we're at Cal State Fullerton, 4.30 p.m. kickoff. It's also on Apple TV. Parking is free, guys, if you go out and go check that one out. Since the boys are away. Definitely support the kids. It's going to be a tough one because the Rapids are very, very, very good. Um, but it's always good to check out the guys and, and, and see where they're at and give them some support because it's been a kind of a rough season so far. All right. Let's throw this over to, of course, the Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute. Speaking of guys who've been gone a minute, definitely Bam is back in the mix. So Bam is taking the floor. He actually, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to give it to you, man, because I thought this was a cool idea. Go for it, dude. Well, seeing that we're playing in Houston this weekend, we're always like going for cities that we're playing up against. Um, we, I, I believe that we'd done enough bands out of Houston. So I thought, let's branch out a little bit. And we all know that a lot of cities have what they call sister cities. So work relationship with other cities and all that kind of stuff. So I thought, let's have a look at what Houston has as a sister city. Um, like they've got over Dubai, Baku in Azerbaijan. Um, City in Ecuador, Spain, and then I saw down here in 1984, Perth, Australia became a city city of Houston. So I'm like, perfect. What bands do I know that come from Perth, Australia? 
one of the bands, one of the newer bands from Perth, Australia is Tame Impala. We all know who Tame Impala are. And I thought the perfect song for this one, it, top spot was uh, number, where did it go? In the US billboards, it was 36 on a hot rock and alternative songs. That's where it peaked at. And that's Elephant. Because we all talking about the elephant in the room, which is us not scoring. I thought Elephant was a perfect Tame Impala song for this week's Black and Gold Liner Club. Well done, sir. Well done. Tame Impala, check that out. Perth, I didn't know Perth was a sister city of Houston, but hey, we learn something new every day. I think I've heard Tame Impala on, on like FIFA, right? I mean, I think there's a song or two on there. So Yeah, FIFA. Yeah. And obviously with you having kids, you would have heard of the Wiggles. They did a cover of Elephant as well. So Yeah, yeah, it's a good choice, man. Well done, sir. Again, holding it down, getting it done. All right. Ah, it's that moment. Talk about the next game. We can shake it off on Atlanta. Um, now it's time to wake up and go on the road again because it never gets easier. Uh, we're heading to Houston, people. Nice, hot, not so great. Um, at least we're playing Houston. That's that's the highlight of, of going to Houston is you get to play Houston. Um, but, they, you know, they haven't been on top of things. That is for certain. Um, Tony, of course. We know we're playing them 5.30 p.m. kickoff our time, which means it'll be a little bit later in the evening there. Maybe that's better for the weather. How have they been doing? How has Houston been doing this year? So they are three and two in their last five games. They are uh, they won against Chicago uh, four to one. They lost against St. Louis three zero lost against Vancouver six to two. They beat Austin 2-1, and they also beat Minnesota United uh, 4-0 as well. So the Chicago Fire and the Minnesota United were U.S. Open Cups. That's why they're still in the – they're playing those. But overall, in league play, they are 1-2. and and 1-2, and and they got blown out on their two road games. But got Mm -hmm. a nice win against Austin at home. Um, I will say quick disclaimer on the Vancouver game. They did suffer a red card in that game. So that of course had a huge impact and it was kind of a fluky game. Um, but yes, now in terms of playoff line and where they're sitting, they're in the 10th spot in the West one out of the playoff spot. Um, only 18 points on the season, uh, five wins, three draws, seven ties, um, an up and down season. That's for sure. And again, very inconsistent from what we've seen because there's games where they've taken out the Sounders at home. Right. But then come back and lose big against St. Louis and, and uh, Vancouver. So very, very odd where they're at right now. Of course, if you look on our side and you compare them, let's be honest, we've only won one game in the last five. And you're gonna be like, yeah, you're including the Galaxy game. Yeah, I am because the crest played. That's who you represent. That's who you are. So uh, we're we're winless in the last four. And we have to. We just have to eat that up and hopefully turn it around. But that that's the hard truth of it. Okay. Now, um, looking at the key players on both sides, Tony, who stands out for them? How how are things looking offensively? Offensively, they are. Um... Um, okay, decently. There are two names that, of course, that always pop up. One is Hector Herrera. Uh, another one that is very known to us, but he's more of a third option, is Corey Baird. And mm-hmm. the other one is Bossy. I believe that's his Bossy. name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bossy. So 
uh, with twelve with twelve games played and eight goals. And the reason I say Hector Herrera and Bart and Baird is because they are the top assist men front with four assists and two. Yeah, and of course everybody knows Hector Herrera. Uh, he's one of my favorite players to play for the Mexican national team. Um, again, always has that edge, always tough to play against. Trust me, the edge will be here again. Um, yeah, hard, hard guy to play against. He's one of those guys you really want on your team but really don't want to play against. That's who he is. Um, of course, three goals and four assists is not too bad for him as compared to last year where he had some struggles, probably because of health reasons. Uh, also looking at their offense, um, they don't, you know, they don't really spread it out a lot. I think there's eight guys total that have found the sheet. So uh, their struggles are definitely for goals for, I think they've only done 15 goals all season. Uh, yeah. So a goal a game is their average is where they're at right now while allowing 21. So again, 21, I think do, does feel inflated because of that crazy Vancouver game. That's why it looks like that again, allowing six goals in a game throws things off at this point. Uh, but that's that's where we're we're at with them is they really they're very up and down. Now, in terms of who's available, are there any big names uh, Bam missing from the lineup for them or even for us at this point? Um, for them, they're missing Schmidt, uh, Hadaby, and Achara. Um, they're all out. They also the list had a player questionable, but he was on the bench for them last game. So we'll see how that goes. For us, obviously, Max is still up. I would say Plencia and Long will still be out because Long with the the head cut, Plencia with the moon boot. Um, Acosta and Tillman might be back, but it's at the stage where I was kind of happy in the mid with the mid that we had. So if those two needed an extra game off, I'm happy to give them the extra game off. Yep. Yep. Again, that's not our big issue. I mean, Sifu's had bad games. We know this. He didn't have a bad game this week. He had a bounce back this week. It's fine. Um, Duaneus has looked like a starter. He's played like a starter since we've had him. Every game he's played, there hasn't been a single game for Duaneus, let's be honest, that he's laid an egg. No, he's gone out there. He's done the job. He's been hungry. Half the time he's he's acting like a veteran out there. Yeah. What, I'll, what I'll, you say? yeah, go for it. I would, I would say if Acosta or Tillman are fit to come back and start, Sifu sits over Adwanius. At this point, let's do it. I'm with you on that one. I mean, really, because it's been just really. We need consistency. And we know he provides consistency. Whether he's at a 10 level or a seven level, seven's better than the inconsistent stuff we've been seeing. So it's cool, man. And we know we know Ilya has been doing good. Um, he's Ilya. He's just been overwhelmed in some of these games for the job he has. So, yeah. Um, injuries are interesting. For them, I think, again, you said it was very small amount. I will also tell you guys with Max, I don't want to give away too much, but I can tell you that that he's training again. Like, he's looking, he's getting ready. He'll be ready. I know we got John. He's fine. But Max is making that real progress, and I think the injury list has him as mid-June anyway, and we're just at the beginning of June. So it's not far from now. It's not far from now that we might see him on, on the bench or doing more, depending on what we're doing. Maybe League's Cup would be his time. But he is improving, guys. All of the guys on the injury list are improving. None of them are long-term anymore. Um, the one name that you saw that wasn't on that list, Tony Leone. He's not listed anymore. I could tell you, those who were at the game saw him training on the field. He's back. 
So uh, the injury list is shrinking again. Tough timing, right? I wish it was two weeks ago, uh, but there it is. Uh, guys are getting are getting better. Now, uh, looking at the Houston Dynamo and their results and how they line up, again, the last time they played a league match, they lost 3-0 to St. Louis City SC at St. Louis, which seems to be par for the course for anybody that goes to St. Louis right now because they are f- absolutely flying. Um, no shock there. Now, that being said, this is pretty wild. Two of the three goals penalty kicks yeah really strange but legitimate penalty kicks there's not not questionable that they 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 hacked one in the ninth minute one in the 83rd minute again does that say anything about their style of play first and last parts of the game maybe not um and then you know getting one in the 51st minute now looking at the lineup and who was in it uh this one they played a 4-2-3-1 with bartlow and sviachenko as your center backs, they had Steris and Gasper as your outside backs with Caicedo and Archer as your defensive midfielders. Familiar faces, I think, for all of us there. Uh, Gerasquia is their attacking midfielder. Franco on the right. Baird, a familiar face on the left. Yep, and Aliu up top. Now, substitutes in that game. Familiar face, Franco Escobar did come in for, for Gasper. Um Mikhail came in, Reigns came in, and Ufarson came in for IU. So uh interesting lineup. I think what there's was their top cigar even listing in this game. No, right? I mean, it was an off lineup for them as well. Um, game before that, the six to two again, they suffered a red card in this game. Not like they weren't getting blown out already, but yeah, it's hard, it's hard to look at that six two to think as anything legitimate that had to be think, seen as an off, an off day. So there is that. I'll go back to Austin. I think that might be the better look as to what we might see. In that case, they did play a 4-3-3 home game. Bartlow and Steris were your center backs. Escobar on the right. Mikhail on the left. Artur, Karaskia, Herrera holding things down in the middle with Baird and Bossi as your wingers and Aliu as your top striker. Me, the way I feel, the 4 3 3 is what we're going to see in this game. I don't think they're going to stick to that wide midfield situation at home. They're going to come at us in this game. They have to come at us in this game. Um, the big, big question will be available center backs might be a switch up, but otherwise I think that's looking pretty pretty typical for the lineup. Bam, looking at it as well. The midfielders in that case with the Herrera, Artur, Kadeskia, that that's what we should expect, right? I would say that's what we expect. Um I wouldn't be so because Quino started last game in the mm-hmm. US Open Cup. I think he'll be on the bench. If he didn't start that game on the bench on in start that game, it was on the bench. I thought we'll see him more start this game, but I'd say the Austin lineup is what we would see most definitely. Yeah, it's it stands out. Unless the right back situation might be different, right? With Escobar maybe coming off the bench, could be something that we might see as well. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is, um, stairs was the one that was questionable going into last game, that's why he was on the bench. So they might Got keep it. him on the bench uh, again. So if Steris is out, we're looking at Bartlow and Siavanko in the center, center, uh, center defense potentially. Yep, yeah, okay. So that's your that's your switch out, and then Escobar would have to play then, 
So interesting times for them, that's for sure. So that's what we're looking at. What do we expect? Again, they're going to come at us. I don't expect them to play wait and see. Um, they're going to have to hit us early and then and then hold on for dear life, I think, is, is pretty much the mindset going into us now and seeing how certain teams have bopped us already. And it was one of those things where you just have to come at us. Um, and I, I expect that from them. Um, Tony, your thoughts on this thing? Do you think, you think we're expecting a back and forth or, or we're going to get right the ship for this one? No, back and forth because we're gonna have to do a lot of time management and field management, minutes management, or whatever you want to call it, because we are going into a cycle of back to back to back to back to back games. Because we have mm -hmm. Houston, we have Wednesday's game, and we have next Saturday. So it's and it's going to be continuing on this till the end of the month. So it's most likely going to be a back-to-back -back. we'll see um i know escobar is familiar with us um not so much bard mm -hmm. because bard was there before the, a while back yeah yeah a while back so he's not used to our new system while escobar is known to what we do how that we play mm -hmm. and all our tactics yeah there, there's no real shock there i mean they, they kind of look like us in a way a cheaper version obviously but um, their approach is very similar to what we're doing. Um, I think there might be an effective lineup because we're playing a home and home with these guys. It's kind of like a mini playoff, right? Uh, we're going to see him again soon. And, and you know how familiarity is. It breeds contempt. So uh, expect physicality. Um, and again, I'd be real careful. Also, going into Houston, we all know how the weather conditions are there. And our guys always have had historically issues with weather when they go out that way, whether it's thunderstorms, rainstorms, humidity madness heat there's always been something when we go to houston so don't be surprised if we get more weather fun in this game as well uh should be interesting now the bigger question of course is us what are we gonna do how are we gonna field this roster is it gonna look like what we saw last week is it gonna look like something we saw against leon where do we stand who gets to play how's it gonna look it's tough to see so uh, I think, Bam, you're, you're you're chomping at the bit, man. Um, your center back pairing for this match? For me, center back, I'm going to go with Murillo and Chiellini. Ooh, Chiellini gets some play. Okay. Interesting. It, it could be. It could definitely be because Chiellini was warming up pretty much all game and didn't get that shot right so he, he's obviously ready um it's just a choice at this point so you could see that um of course with Maldonado probably coming in for him later in the game uh would probably be the likely situation because of the weather now the outside back situation of course Hollingshead and Palacios I don't think we have much of a choice in this one I think this is what we're locked into so not much debate there the central mid situation we did mention Duaneus I think we're all across the board in this give the kid another run uh why why go otherwise um sanchez i expect him as well and it's either cifuentes acosta or tillman um seeing how cifuentes was taking a bunch of selfies with the fans after the game and supporters um i think that suggests things i don't know about you guys um but this could be one of his final games with us if we're looking at where the transfer window's at so you get what you can out of the man before he goes i think is where we're gonna be um do we have kind of Agreement on this from the panel here. Bam, you're, you're nodding yes. Tony, are you thinking the same thing? Cifuentes is going to get the run out until he's, until he's all done with us? I think he'll get the run out. I don't think he'll get the start. 
Uh, who do you think is getting the start for this one? I would say Tillman because Tillman was in street clothes. So yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't even dressed. So yeah. um, talk about a rest, right? He's not hurt. We know that he's not hurt. So mm -hmm. that was a clean, a clean rest uh, for him. So it could be. I mean, it makes sense, especially with the back and back to back games between these guys. Um, we can afford that. So yeah, you know, it either way is fine. I like Tillman more. You all know that already. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Big of question, of course, which I'm going to leave for last, is, of course, the striker situation and where we're at on this and who's going to play where. Um, it was Bogus uh, center forward this time with a Poku and Boanga as the compliments on both sides. <sighs> are we going to do this again? What are we going to do? Is this Vela's time to get back in the starting lineup since he rested half a game? Tony, I'll start with you. Who's your top three for this one, or who do you expect to see out there? Um, who I expect to see out there is probably going to be Vela since he came in later in the game, last game. Uh, Bawanga, because again, if every three games he wants to do it, so let's go. And I would say Bogus over Apoku, maybe. Um, if so, it might be Apoku because there is rumors of Apoku may leaving. Well, he's going to go represent Ghana. We didn't even mention it, but he is definitely going to be representing Ghana at the U23 level. Is that mm -hmm. like, that's Olympic team, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, U2, U23s. So good on him, right? He finally gets that call up for Ghana. Let's hope that move, moves into something else and builds his confidence a bit. Uh, honestly, I'll go to you, Tony, or uh, Bam next. Who are your, who are your three? And then we'll, I'll, I'll jump in. My three, I'm going to go Apoku gets a start. And again, congratulations on making the U23 game uh, squad um, for the tournament on. Um... Yeah, no, he will stay at this game because they fly out June 12th for the tournament in Morocco. Yeah, no, he'll be here. Yeah. So so he'll, he'll play this game because he's not going to be playing the return leg. So Apoku gets a start. Bogus gets a start. Vela gets to start. Wonga sits for a little bit. Wow. Okay. I got to be honest. Um, I think Wonga starts, but this time he's in the middle. Right? Good experiment. Put the man back in the middle. Um, don't be surprised if it's Buke and Apoku. Buke got the limited minutes in the last game. So you would think if they're rotating, you know, Apoku, Buke. Um, Personally, I prefer Bogus over Buke, but yeah, I think a poke. I'm with you on a poku. It's a poku bonga. Um, do you risk Vela in this game? He looks tired, man. <laughs> I think he goes in, but um, yeah. So Vela, a poku, and uh, Buanga, and your subs are gonna be the the two, right? Two blonde kids. They come in later. So there you go um yeah so i'll give it leave it to you guys in the comments who do you think is going to start in this game strikers the story yes sir why we get all that kind of stuff i just looked up the u23 um african cup of nations so the first match for Ghana's in group a with morocco congo and guinea so their first game is against congo 25th of June at 4 p.m. I don't know if that's Australian time or not. Um, <laughs> then June 27th, they play 
Morocco at 9 p.m. And then on June 30th, they play Guinea at 9 p.m. Then it's a winner of Group A plays run-up Group B. Winner of Group B plays run-up Group A. Uh, then goes to a, then the semi-final winners playoff for first place and run-ups playoff for third place. And the final, I believe, is July. Where is it? Where is it? July 8th. So he'll wow. be missing the 4th of July match. Okay. Okay. Good on him. You know, honestly, we have we have the depth at winger for him to go, right? We know this already. It's not it that's not where we're in trouble. Um wow. Okay. And by yeah, winning yeah. by making the final and winning the third place, they qualify for the Summer Olympics. It had to be a readily it's under 23s. That's that's the Olympic age. Yep. So imagine a Poco at the Olympics, guys. Even cooler. Even cooler. Off to Paris, right? For the Olympics. So yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Congrats to him again. He's he's earned his right. It's that's the right age level for him, right? To really to prove himself. So I think sometimes we forget how young he really is. But uh Good on him. Good on him. Um, all right. So that's where you heard from us. What you think is going to happen in this game? Uh, definitely throw your comments out there right now. We're going to jump it over to you guys, and then we'll close things out and get us ready for a quick home and home with Houston. All right. Let's see here. Comments, comments. We've got. Oh, not much going on. All right. I see that. Smalls is in the mix. Says, oof, I'm late. Welcome back. Bam. So there you go. Um, otherwise, I think people are in that same vibe we are. Uh, what? What are we doing here? So interesting. And of course, a couple more comments about uh, <laughs> Pokemon. Uh, but yeah, that's what we've got. That's what we're seeing. Um, David Day just jumped on, says, Messi, welcome to MLS. And as David always says, give us a thumbs up, guys. I know it's late in the game, but definitely do that. Um, show us you're here. That's for sure. So there we go. Uh, those are our comments. Thank you, guys. You know what that means. We're closing things out. Um, first and foremost, guys, we are always and forever thankful for all of you and what you do and your support that you've had for us forever and ever and ever. Um, yeah, it's amazing. You know, 299 episodes in, you guys are still still doing it, still getting things done. So, um, all right, I'm going to go to Tony first on this one here. Uh, final thoughts, my friend. Mm, final thoughts. <laughs> um, final thoughts is we drink responsibly with the, with, uh, watch parties. Please drink responsibly, responsible. Um, it's going to be like fun. You're around friends, but at the end of the day, we all want you to make it home so we can see you for the next day, especially the next day, which is the Pride Parade. Um, if you haven't signed up for that, I believe they're still available to sign up for it. Um, support, you know, to support the Pride Month, uh, the Pride Fundraiser is still going on. Yeah, so if you can donate to that, donate, um, as well as, you know, just, you know, full on keep supporting as much as you can, especially show what actual support is and not these 
fake fans or supporters who all of a sudden appeared because a one of the goats of our generation has appeared into our league. So just keep supporting, keep going as hard as you can. And I appreciate all of you for what you guys do. And I do it for you guys. I don't do it for myself. I do it for because you give me the energy. You give me the passion to continue to keep doing this. So with 299, it's going to be crazy for 300. We'll see if we do anything special. But getting to 300 is just crazy on any podcast or anything. Definitely a milestone. Uh, thank you, Tony, man, for bringing it up again. You never know what we're going to be up to. And as he says, we do this for free. Um, actually, we pay to do this, right? Uh, no sponsors, nobody telling us what to do. We are not an extension of the front office at all. Yes, we have some friends in there, but this is an independent podcast and actually proudly independent podcast. Um, it's what we do, and it's for you guys, and it's better to be you know, real about how we approach these things um, and let you guys have the floor. That's what really dictates the direction of this thing, so thank you guys. Uh, bam, final thoughts, sir. Final thoughts. Um, thanks to everyone who reached out when I was off sick and all that, seeing I was okay, um, especially Dutch Dave. Thank you very much for reaching out personally, and make sure I was okay. Even when I was off last two episodes, it was make sure that I was recovering well. So for that, thank you very much. Um, again, mental health people, it's it's major for everyone. Phone call can save a life. And remember, it's okay to not be okay. Reach out to us, to friends, to family. Go As much as it is calling your friend to make sure they're okay, it also helps you with your mental health too. So reach out to people. There's always there's someone to help and all that kind of stuff. Um, everyone that's going out to Houston, stay safe. People that are going to watch parties, stay safe. Um, remember, water is something that you can drink too. You don't need to always be drinking heavily. And if you do drink, have a few drinks, have some water and just stay safe. There it is. Yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to drink to have fun. That, that is for certain um it's it's about the camaraderie it's about the friends it's about the football at the end of the day um you don't need you don't need help to get there man you just go and enjoy it be together that's what's best um i'll I'll, I'll add to that sentiment definitely go out to the watch party support the watch parties um it's a great way to, to meet new people that support your 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 fellow black and gold um they it's always great it's always fun i've yet to ever be disappointed in 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 running out there and, and meeting new faces so yeah definitely if there's one near you go out if you're gonna head out to uh you know what, 33 taps right um it will be packed but it will be fun and actually the packed parties are the most fun parties so um yeah have fun there make it happen um on my end uh like i said thank you guys at the end of the day, 300 is coming. 300 will continue by the end of the season. Who knows? We'll be at 350. It's just going to keep on going and going and going. And at the end of the day, it's us. It's your friends, right? It's your, it's your black and gold family. Um, and we'll keep it that way. All right. On our way out, of course, we do have our tradition, our final word of the day. So, Tony, lead the way, sir. Stay golden, Los Angeles. Bam. Stay golden. And from me to all of you, stay golden, Los Angeles.
for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over. <laughs>